Before we begin, we'd like to make the minor control adjustments. Oh, oh something broke. Hold on one moment, please. Just a moment, thank you. Throughout the entire show, don't move. Our library is well stocked with priceless first editions. Only ghost stories, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you can see, we're just one big happy family. <clears throat> w my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World Information Station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 515, and I'm here once again not only to help you have the best experience in the parks, but I also want to bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are, not just with the podcast, but with my videos, live broadcast and chat on Facebook every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, my books, audio tours, blog, special events, and more. You can find everything over at www.radio.com and be part of the community and conversation by going to www.radio.com slash community. This week, we're going down the bayou as I take you down to New Orleans to sample and savor the cuisine from the Sassagula Float Works and Food Factory at Disney's Port Orleans French Quarter Resort. Inspired by the flavors and flair of Mardi Gras, we will go through the entire menu and taste most of it along the way. And I'll let you know if you should take a trip down the Sasagula for a meal that's beyond beignets. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, and I'll pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package that now includes a shirt from our WW Radio shirt store. Then stay tuned to the end of the show as I'll have more information about upcoming WW Radio events, our next meet of the month, and lots of your voicemails and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. All right, Lulu, let's get to it, darling. As a kid growing up in New Jersey, when we went away on vacation in the summer, we drove everywhere, right? It's like the opening scene from Cars, like we were able to see and learn all about this incredible country by touring it on the road. And I remember vividly one of my favorite places to visit back in 1984 for the World's Fair was New Orleans, Louisiana. I remember going to the Superdome and wandering the streets. And it wasn't until many, many years later that I went back as a quote-unquote adult just a few years ago using a a rock and roll half marathon as an excuse to visit New Orleans. Me, my family, and my extended family from WW Radio and the running team uh, gathered from the four corners of, uh, of the United States to meet up in New Orleans. And everything that I remembered about loving that city as a kid was amplified even further because I could really understand and appreciate the music and the people and the soul and the spirit and most importantly, obviously, the food of New Orleans. It was one of my favorite trips that I ever took. I couldn't wait to go back 
and eat my way through that city once again. Unfortunately, I can't get there as often as I like, so I have to do the next best thing, which is go to either and or both of the Port Orleans resorts here at Walt Disney World. Each has its own unique uh, flavor and flair and dining experiences. And today, we're back again to the Sasagula Float Works and Food Factory. Say that three times fast. We were here back on show 466, which was 50-some, almost probably more than a year ago, for breakfast. And we're here tonight to try dinner because I am in the mood for a little or a lot southern comfort food, jambalaya. And joining me once again on this culinary adventure is my family and yours. Uh, ladies first in reverse chronological order. Welcome back, Deanna. Good evening, everyone. Marion Rose. Hi. Nicholas Peter. I like food. <laughs> then you are in the right place, and clearly you are my son. Listen, when we went to New Orleans a couple of years ago, I think that was the thing that we remarked about the most. Look, I, I love the history of that city and the culture, and there's an energy um, as you walk the streets. But one of the things that we really love the most was the food. I think we really, really did go on a culinary tour and try to eat as much and a, and a wide variety of uh, cuisines and flavors and experiences while we were there. And I know, Deanna, we remarked that, that was one of our favorite food cities as, as well as city cities anywhere. By far. The food was phenomenal. The culture was even better. The people were so spectacular. So, hint, hint, say no more. We need to go back for another visit. But We have to go back, Kate. And kids, you, you too. I mean, I think that for you was the first time that you guys were exposed to po' boys and red beans and rice. And, oh, I, Mr. Did, did we share? Mr. Bees. Did we share the barbecue shrimp? <laughs> I could tip my mouth is salvated. Please don't drool on the recorder. Oh, and we had like an authentic crawfish, crawfish boil. boil. So there was a lot. So was there any sort of food that you remember that you either loved from there or want to eat again, wish you could have again? All the food there was honestly amazing. It's its own culture. It's its own... It's separated from all the rest of the country. It's its own place. It has its own flavors, its own people, its own country. And it was just a spectacular experience. And I would love to That's my boy right there. Cafe Dumont. Brennan's. Brennan's. I mean, oh, I mean, Brennan's, Nicholas? Basically everything is owned by Brennan's down there. But yeah. we did everything from, remember our first meal was oh. at, what, at Stanley, a casual po' boy oh, and boy. red beans and red rice. Beans and, ri- and then we ended with brunch at Brennan's. We were there for about six hours. With the bananas foster? Oh, my neck. You remember that? That was good. Oh, we so all those things that we loved and we enjoyed and we missed, you know, it's hard to get elsewhere. But one of the things that I think Disney tries to do, not just here but everywhere, is take some of those flavors and experiences and bring them to the parks. It's no substitute for being there. But a lot of the things that we mentioned, you can actually find here at Sasagula Float Works and Food Factory, which is not a table service restaurant. It's actually counter service. And part of the reason why we're back here, and we're back here again, because we were actually here for the meat of the month just a couple of days ago, and I realized, like, I need to come back here again, was I was 
not just seeing, but sampling some of the food items that people were having at the meet. Um, and I saw things on the menu that I'm like, we need to do this again. I totally agree. I'm thinking right now about what I'm going to have and what I don't want to share with everyone that I have to. But Welcome to my world. So let, let's sort of take you through because I think, you know, a lot of times if you're not staying at a resort, it's very much overlooked. Nobody would sort of think to make a, a special trip out here. This, like, is the best, the closest thing here to, like, an authentic New Orleans thing. It's nothing near the original, but it is still a very good experience that rep- tries to replicate the culture. And you guys are happy because before the refurbishment of Sasagula, there used to be the giant parade head with the parade float heads here, which were a little off-putting to you guys when you were younger. Uh, I think I didn't think this was Sasagula's. I think it was the media event for it, so... <laughs> This was not Marion's favorite place by far. Like, you literally said when you walked in, like, you couldn't look up when you came here. Because, again, this, look, and the, the idea is that this is a warehouse where they would store parade floats. And now if you look around, it's much more subtle decor. But if you look at some of the, th- the uh, artwork on the walls and some of the uh, posters on the walls, it, it very much explains that part of the story for you. But more, look, we're here. The environment is wonderful. And look. We're here for dinner. Right outside in the lobby lounge is Scat Cats, and there's going to be a jazz, I believe it's a jazz trio out there tonight. We'll have to do a lounge review of Scat Cats at one night. But more importantly, again, this is a, uh, a counter service walk-up location, which is divided up into five different stations. So there's a grill shop, there's a bakery shop, a carving shop, pizza and pasta shop, a kid's meal shop, and the beignet shop, which I know is in the bakery shop, but I had to come back around to that one more time. Mm-hmm. And the thing that, one of the reasons why I wanted to come here for dinner was I was really surprised at just how extensive the menu is. And that's one of the things I think we're seeing as a continuing trend. Look, you go to places like Art of Animation or Pop Century and go to the food courts, and we're, we're going to go back to, to both of those to review, because the the... There's such a wide selection. So here in the grill shop, there are... Uh, so, in the grill shop... Oh, oh you're taking... Oh, look at... Remember Nicholas? Like, he used to just wait his turn. Now he's he literally just grabbed the menu. <laughs> so, Nicholas, all right, tell us what's in the grill shop. There is the bacon cheeseburger with house-smoked bacon and cheddar cheese on a brochure bun, which sounds delicious. And how much is that? Uh, $13. Okay. Next is Deluxe Barbecue Cheeseburger with barbecue pork, fried onions, and house-made pickles and cheddar cheese for $13.49. Chicken sandwich served with gr- grilled or fried on, and topped with mushrooms, onions, Swedish, Swiss cheese, and red pepper aioli for $11. And the cheesesteak with sautéed onions, banana peppers, and cheese sauce for $13. Interesting. So those are some of the items at the... God, and everything that you were saying, Nicholas, I am so hungry. (laughs) Marion, you are... uh, You know, the other thing, too, I want to point out is that if you're noticing that a lot of these counter service places, they have these grab-and-go selections also, which, which actually is... There's a lot of healthy choices, which there's a lot of fruit choices. There's also some sandwiches. You need to stop talking right now about the healthy and the fruit because the next thing that I'm seeing from the carving shop. (laughs) People are very focused on their health. And and I'm focused on my health. 
option here. Right. Uh, you know what? Okay, the portion of my health that I'm focused on is the umami portion and the yummy portion and the jambalaya portion. In the carving shop, there's a jambalaya at $9.99. One of the things that we saw on the menu that was very intriguing was the create-your-own signature rice bowl. And I love this. I love being able to. This is one of the things I love about places like Satuli Canteen is sort of you can mix and match your ingredients. So here you can choose from pulled pork, catfish or shrimp, red or black beans, Cajun, dirty, or white rice at $12.99. We're so all over that. What are you thinking, catfish? Catfish, dirty rice, and Black red beans. beans. Red, red beans. beans. So, all right, relax. Come on. So there's also, um, in again, the in the carving shop, there's three variations of the Southern Classic. There's a blackened ribeye, a fried chicken, or barbecue ribs. And they all come with machu, collard greens, mashed potatoes, glazed carrots, mac and cheese, macaroni salad, and red beans and rice. And the machu is like a, um, um, they're like, it's a, it's a Cajun Creole type of vegetable thing. Those all come in anywhere from $14 to $16.99. There's also create your own pasta, individual pizzas or family style pizzas, shrimp and grits. We got to get a cup of the gumbo as well. And a pretty large, um, kids menu as well. There's a, a sustainable fish entree with uh, a choice of sides, a ribs entree. Those are all under, those are about $7 each, as well as pizzas, macaroni and cheese, and pastas with turkey marinara. So what I love is, because since our children are such, they've always been such great eaters, they do give the kids a smaller portion on the um, entrees that they offer for adults. Like, our kids would definitely order ribs or a fish right. or something like that, whereas some other children just would have a pizza or the, you know, mac and cheese. And they have nuggets and burgers and, oh, and yeah, grilled cheese as well. They have all the... They have good options. Right. Um, they also, Marion, you, since I know your wheelhouse really is less of the savory and more of the sweet, would you like to tell us some of the things that are in the dessert slash bakery shop? I'm very excited. You literally just smiled <laughs> when did. I said that to you. I'm very excited. So there are the beignets, which you can get with a bunch of sauces for three ninety nine. You can Wait, get what are the sauces? That, sorry, you could get three beignets for three ninety nine with a choice of dipping sauce that is caramel, raspberry, or chicory coffee ganache. Oh, that's so good! Or an extra one ninety nine, and then the, you can get six beignets with the same thing, or you can get the. We're definitely getting this. The beignet ice cream sundae, which is your choice of ice cream out of the flavors that they have, and sauce, choose any sauce, with whipped cream and beignets for $6.49. You could also get just ice cream by itself. The house-made mini pies, the Louisiana-style king cake, the freshly baked cookie, the Mickey-shaped brownie, and the house-made pecan, 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 praline. (laughs) For seven. Wait, wait, what was that thing? I wait. I'm definitely the pecan that. praline. OMG. We're pecan. getting. It's actually okay. Pecan. Okay, so everybody makes fun of me because I like everything maple and everything pecan or pecan or pecan. No, well, no, like at school because I like butter pecan ice cream and nobody likes it, but it's delicious. So I'm going to get this and I'm going to like it. Sorry. Thank you. Bye. So, all right. Okay. We, we'll come back to the desserts yeah. because th- that's going to. Let's go order food because I'm hungry. <laughs> Shocker. All right. So. From the grill shop, there's the bacon cheeseburger, the barbecue cheeseburger with barbecue pork on it, the chicken sandwich, or the cheesesteak. Isn't there also a chicken and biscuit? There's a chicken and biscuit, and it has pickles. I love pickles. So, wait a minute. Yeah, so yeah, why did I not see the chicken and biscuit? Oh, we had, so maybe I... How did I miss that going through 
my menu. All right, so what are you guys thinking? Nicholas, what, what sort of jumped out at you on the menu? Uh, it's not on that menu, but I think the chicken and biscuit. With, All right, here we go. Voodoo sauce jumped out. Yeah, all right, so let's do a chicken and biscuit. Let's do a signature rice bowl with catfish. We've got to get the jambalaya, obviously. We probably shouldn't, for purposes of the review, also get the um, the gumbo. You want to get one of the burgers, Marion? How about you get one? Of, how about you get the burger with the with all the stuff on it? The deluxe barbecue burger. All right, let's do this. Let's get up. Let, and then all the desserts. Let's get up. Let's hit the. Uh, let's hit it, and then we'll come back. Ready? Break. May the Schwartz be with you. How did I possibly forget one of the most important requisite element of the menu? We were so excited looking at the first four stations, we never made it over to the last and possibly the best, the po'boy shop, because there's daily po'boys with shrimp or catfish, the 10.99, a sasagula power salad. Which you know I'm not getting, but I'll read it. Which is, it actually sounds good. It's kale, quinoa, cranberries, oranges, walnuts, red onions, citrus vinaigrette with chicken, shrimp, or tofu at 11.49. A French Quarter house salad at 11.49. A muffaletta, which again is a staple of New Orleans with sliced salami, mortadella, ham, and provolone with olive salad on a route. Ra- oh, I almost want to get that too. The jambalaya, the gumbo, and kids' meals as well. So again, in the interest of Research and science, I'm going to have to get the jambalaya. I've got to get the gumbo, and I probably need to get a po' boy as well just to make sure that I completely run the culinary gamut. Okay, we divided, we conquered, and we got all our food at exactly the same time, and we decided for a little change of venue, we came outside, which I love because it feels like a somewhat quieter, calmer version of the French Quarter. There's wrought iron, uh, tables and chairs, under ceiling fans, the horse-drawn carriage just went by, you hear the kids playing in the pool, the music off in the distance, but more importantly, I am surrounded, not just by good people, but more importantly, some delicious looking food. I know you guys are starving, but I will get, I will try and describe very quickly. The first thing I noticed was portion sizes. The portion sizes are huge. I was expecting the shrimp po' boy, honestly, to be a small, super bready. There looks like there's about the half the Atlantic or one of the oceans in here covered in a little bit of a ooh, a little zesty sauce. You got I, there used to be a huge helping of French fries there, which all of you ate. The other thing I want to make mention too is everything is made to order. So nothing is sort of sitting up in a window or under a heat lamp waiting for you to grab it. Everything is made. Is this a <laughs> yeah, you know what? <laughs> is, is this a block or not? A podcast. So for the um, jambalaya, it's probably an eight inch or so, nine inch or so in diameter bowl. The same thing for your, um, your, your make your own rice bowl. Everything is shareable. Like I have to say we got four dishes here, but everything is – you can order two dishes and still – have plenty of food here. I mean, not no, me, not but us. right. I mean, other normal, normal families. Normal I was really tempted, just so you know, when you turned your back for a second, I was really tempted to get the shrimp and grits because I tasted it the other day and it was so good. So what do we, should we, what, what should we dive into so. first? Let's dive into, because, so because you've got the, the fish on there, let's sort of talk about that bowl. That was a make your own rice bowl. Mm-hmm. You did red beans, the dirty rice, mm-hmm. 
and um, what looks to be a uh, like a broiled catfish. The fi- catfish is cooked to perfection. It's very, very light. The rice and beans have an... They are a little bit spicy, but not over-the-top spicy. Because I'm not a big spicy food, but they have a nice zing to them. I see. Yeah. I like that. And then I'll tell you what... And I've noticed this, too. We talked about this when we were looking at things like food and wine. Some of the counters of restaurants. I love the fact that Disney is not afraid to bring a little bit of the heat. Right. So that there's a little bit more of a depth of flavor to it. That's not... If you're not a spicy person, don't dismiss this as saying, well, I can't eat it because it's spicy. It's just, a, it's not spicy, it's spiced. It has excellent flavor, and it is spiced to perfection. To actually fit the, you know, the surroundings and the atmosphere mm-hmm. where we are in New Orleans, because they do have a little bit of a kick. I, and well, Actually, it does have a little bit of zip to it. I, mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Marin, you're not normally a spicy person. Did you try that? I didn't, but my tolerance is very low. <laughs> very low. It's still spicy, but I can definitely taste the flavor in it. Mm. So basically, don't waste that on you. Right. Keep your fork out of my dirty rice. Right. That catfish, too, it's it's, it's a very mild, mm-hmm. um, super flaky, mm-hmm. falls apart. It's a, it's, it breaks apart with a fork. You don't need a knife no. to cut that. It's not like a um, – it's almost more of a, a flounder consistency than it is like a swordfish. And the portion, the piece of filet that they put on here is perfect. Definitely. Mm-hmm. This is a hit. So that is a, um, that's really good. And that was, that was what, $10 or $11 somewhere around there? Mm-hmm. Nicholas, you did not, you, you're interesting because not only did you grab the mic, but as we were talking about the catfish, mm-hmm. you picked up the chicken and biscuit, which was one of your first choices, and started digging in. You're eating that a little bit too fast for my liking because that's not going to leave a lot for me, but... While you hand me the, the chicken and biscuit, tell me your initial impressions and thoughts. It has a little bit of a zest to it with the voodoo sauce they put on, the pickles, and the perfect amount of, like, flavor and, like, spice. It's a delicious thing. I highly recommend it. Mm. So there's a um, – the, the vinegary of the pickles complements the, the voodoo sauce. Again, it's not a – a heat spice, but look at your sister had like six bites of that. Marion, again, you don't like things that are necessarily spicy, but see, that to me sort of screams the South. It's chicken and biscuits, but with a little bit of that sort of Cajun heat to it. The pickles add. Why don't you hand that back to me while you're talking? No, no. No, no. Wait. <laughs> the pickles add the perfect crunch to this sandwich. I, I don't remember what that tasted like. Let me just try that one more time just in case I forgot. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And that came with a twist of house-made chips mm-hmm. or fries, all which, which were made right on the spot, right? right? It came with a choice of, you get two sides. There's, the choices are house-made chips, fries, coleslaw, and pasta salad. Nice. I'm happy you went for the chips because I got the fries for the po' boy, um, which I think, why don't we hit the po' boy next? Because yeah. I really want to get to the gumbo Here, and the red beans and rice. This is, it's almost, can you take care of, help me out with this? Because this is almost an open face type sandwich. It's probably a seven inch or so um, piece of relatively like, you know, crusty type of uh, um, Italian hoagie roll. There's two 
four, six. There's probably 12 pieces of shrimp in there. Why don't you just give me one of the pieces of shrimp? Sure. And let me just make sure that these aren't okay, poisonous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you like one, Marianne? Again, this was made to order. There was not a basket full of fried shrimp in there. He dropped them into the fryer. Mm. The aioli sauce is delicious. Nice crunch to it. Not oily at all. Sometimes they're overly, they're heavily breaded, overly oily. Have you guys had a taste yet? I did. You did? What do you think? I'm still eating. Good. So while you're still eating, why don't you give me one with the bread now? Let me just make sure the bread is, you know, perfectly. (laughs) Let me just make sure the bread. Oh, I can't even. It's so big. It's a, wait, I have to put the recorder down. This is a, this is a two-hander. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That's really good. Again, it, it's almost a the it's almost a, um, a spicy mustard, mm-hmm. as opposed to a. Um, there's no heat to that at all, but it's like a spicy Dijon. There's a really um, generous portion of shrimp because that's sometimes you you know when you get a sandwich, you you worry that it's a lot of a lot of fluff, it's a lot of bread, it's a lot of filler, but that's really good. Mm-hmm. Marion. First bite. Thoughts? Mm-hmm. Marion's doing the... She's making the yummy face and nodding as they get the recorder out of my face. Um, and I think those, the po' boys, I think there was a shrimp and a catfish. Those came in at about $12, uh, $12, $13 $12, $13 or so. Also a, a very shareable portion size. The, for their prices, they are very, very big. They have a lot of food, and then they have a lot of different flavors. They're very delicious, and yeah, delicious. So I have been craving, I have been craving, craving, craving jambalaya since I saw it on the menu at the meat of the month the other day. Again, it's a healthy portion of jambalaya. You can see the pieces of andouille sausage and chicken in there. Guys, you go shy, you go hungry. Dig dig right in. Mm. So again, I think sometimes when people hear New Orleans cooking jambalaya, you're concerned that it might be too spicy. I think this is just the right amount of heat. We were in, we were in New Orleans. I had some jambalaya that was oppressively hot. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes away from the flavor when it's like that. Rice is cooked perfectly. It's tender. It's moist. There's a lot of meat in here. Again, sometimes you order jambalaya... There is a ton of meat in here. And seafood. Did you try? Uh, it's delicious. There is a lot of seafood in here, too, which is wonderful. And that's how jambalaya should be. Different. Did you try, Maren? Different types of sausage, different types of chicken. Well, not different types of chicken, but there's chicken. <laughs> so, see, this is what I love. You get this honking piece of cornbread that your son is trying to steal unsuccessfully, I might add. This so far is my favorite. Mm-hmm. I love a good jambalaya. Like that. sitting outside here on a cool night like tonight, a little bit of s- spice. This is nice. This is really good. I agree. Like I would come back here specifically for the jambalaya. Yeah. Like, and this is just so you know, this is not just the dinner menu. It's also the lunch menu. So, you know, sometimes I like to come out. 
to different resorts to do work. Like, I could see myself sitting out here, a big old bowl of jambalaya. And we have one final thing left on the menu, which we can, and then we'll rank it. And then I'm sure you guys are too full for dessert, right, Mary? No. Are you basically biting, like, you're basically eating daintily so you can leave room for dessert? I'm leaving room for dessert because you guys are going to be so full, and I cannot put any of the pecan praline to waste. So I'm eating very sparingly. Marion, you've, you've eaten with us before. Nothing's ever going to go to waste. This is all going to... But you know what I'm going to do? While Nicholas is getting spoons, I'm going to take a piece of this cornbread, and I'm going to dip, dip it right there into the gumbo. Mm-hmm. Nice, healthy portion of gumbo. With some white rice in the middle. All right, so last, certainly not least, is the gumbo. Nicholas has already dug in. We we had gumbo probably every day while we were in New Orleans. It's all it's it's made differently. It's spiced differently. Hmm. Oh, that's different. I should try this again. Wait a minute. Um. It's nice because they put a nice heaping portion of white rice in the top that actually gives it a more hearty, like, if it was cold outside kind of feel, it would give you that. So that sneaks up on you, right? So I taste it first. I'm like, oh, it's not too spicy. And then you let it sit there for a second. And right there on the back of the palate, you get that little bit of a little uh, a zing of heat. <laughs> Marion's looking like you're not a spicy person, are you? No, I am not. I am definitely more on the sweet side. I know. You're holding out for desserts. So, Nicholas, you are a child or you play one on TV. What do you think of, if you can come up for air for two seconds, what do you think of the jambalaya? I mean, I'm sorry, the, the gumbo. The gumbo is a very, it's really spicy, so you would really need to like like spice to have this but with the white rice combined with it like it's really the spices mixed in it's a great flavors like very unique like and very authentic to new orleans so so this is a cup size portion which is like it's a, yeah this is a cup size this must be the bowl size the jambalaya plate must be the bowl size that's a heaping portion of but i think that was 4.99 Somewhere around there. And the bowl is like six ninety nine. Right. So the portions are amazing. Yeah. And oh by the way too, Tables in Wonderland is, yes, is so we saved you know, it was almost like getting an entire entree for free because yeah. <laughs> they take tables in Wonderland here. So I want you guys to rank in descending order. Oh, right? wait, we haven't done the dessert yet. I know, but I mean, in terms of the entrees, because we didn't want to order dessert at the same time, because we didn't want anything to get cold. Or melt. Or melt. Or both. So, if you had to rank these, now, Marion, some of this stuff was a little spicy for you? Yes, it was. What about the po' boy? Did you like the po' boy? The po' boy was good. The the sauce, I'm saying this from so I can give people a point of view from somebody mm-hmm. who, I cannot tolerate spice if someone paid me. I can, like, I'll eat, like, a little piece of even pepper, and I get, like, overwhelmed. But, like... You're such a delicate flower. Gee, thanks. (laughs) Um, But let's say if you did just want to try it, it is good to, like, take a few bites and then just shove your mouth with your coleslaw and your fountain drink. Just saying. You can still taste it, but just not with the spice. Yeah. What about the... The rice bowl. Did you have the rice bowl with the catfish? Yes. The catfish was really, really good, actually. It was, 
I, I don't know why. When I thought catfish, I thought swordfish. When I thought swordfish, I don't know why it gave me, like, a weird... I don't know. I, I wasn't expecting what I got. It was actually really good. It was very tender, very... It had a very floundery kind of feel. I really liked it. Okay. Deanna, so what for you? Oh, actually, Nicholas, you go. In descending order, save your favorite one of the five for last. All right. So I'd probably go... Catfish, po' boy. Actually, no. I'd probably go catfish, sandwich. I mean, no. Sandwich, <laughs> catfish, po' boy, jambalaya, gumbo. Wait, is that gumbo. So gumbo's your favorite. So gumbo and jambalaya were your top two? Yep. I might, I might be right behind you, Nicholas. Okay, so mine is gumbo, jambalaya, po' boy, chicken sandwich, Catfish. So chicken sandwich and catfish was your favorite? Yeah. Interesting. Which of these things is not like the other? So I was stalling for time. I would probably go... Gosh, I really do like chicken and biscuits. But I'll go po' boy. I'm going to go po' boy is five. Chicken and biscuit is four. I'll do Bill Joe and Rice Bowl as three because you can't, but which is somewhat unfair because you can sort of mix and match that however you But I really did like the catfish. And then I'll go gumbo jambalaya because I just love a big old bowl of rice and that cornbread. And I like the fact that there's a little bit of heat and spice that's sort of sitting on my palate. And you love rice. And I love rice and beans. So <laughs> I could, um, you do I mean, it's. Either one of these could be a meal in itself, but I think a little bit of gumbo and a little bit of jambalaya, like that's that's a nice little meal right there. And it's filling. You're definitely getting your money's worth. You know, you can actually come here, like if you don't want to have like a large dinner, you can have this as a nice lunch and then get like a snack for dinner. So that way you're at least, you know, on your vacation, you're saving a little bit of money too because you're not spending another like money on a big meal. Right. Right, I mean, that's, but that's what I'm saying. Like, we ordered, so we had five entrees, four drinks. Uh, there was a side of mashed potatoes and a side of coleslaw, I think. And it, with the Tables in Wonderland discount, it came in at about $50. So, that is not right. It was 67 or so, somewhere, with the Tables in Wonderland discount. So, it was like getting an entree for free, which is why I think the Tables in Wonderland is one of the best value investments you can make for your Walt Disney World trip. So, all right, let's do this. I still have a lot of gumbo and jumbo. And first of all, we've been eating nonstop. There's a, like, we almost have too many. We almost have too much food. And there's, there's a lot left. You still have a lot to eat, Lou. I'm, there's a little part of me that's thinking oh, about oh, taking some of this. We're not we're, done. We have dessert. Right, so. This is my time to shine. <laughs> so, all right, you, you eat the catfish rice. I'm going to eat the jambalaya rice. Nicholas, you can have the gumbo. And then, Marion, I will let you go to town on dessert. Have you sort of started to, yeah, to yeah, survey the know. field? I already know. I already know what I want. You talk while I eat. Go ahead. Okay. So I'm going to do the beignet sundae, the pecan praline, the king cake, and I think, 
No, it's like a little. It's like a little one. It's like a mini king cake. And then, if you want to do one more, I say one of the mini pies because you don't find those anywhere. But there's also the specialty cupcake. So, you know, pick. I think we need to go in and look. I need to go in and really sort of survey before we make our decision. But um, I'm going to stop recording so I can start eating, and then we'll be back for dessert. So we opted to get three of the oh-so-many desserts. That double chocolate bun cake was looking also (laughs) very tempting. But we got the Mickey-shaped praline cake, a little mini king cake, and the beignet ice cream sundae, which are three fresh-made beignets with your choice of ice cream. I chose coffee. With a little bit of whipped cream and chocolate sauce on top. Nicholas, you have already begun to eat and in some cases wear your beignet sundae. What do you think so far? The coffee, it, like, it makes me think of when we got coffee and beignets at Cafe Du Monde. It's like... A little cafe au lait in the morning, nice warm beignets, powdered mm. sugar everywhere. You're making the yummy sound over there. Mm. The warm beignet with the coffee is delicious. Marion, what do you think? Mm. Well, <laughs> I love beignets, and the powdered sugar is great. Plus, with the ice cream, I'm not a big fan of coffee, but it actually wasn't that bad. I actually kind of enjoyed it with the beignets, so, yeah. yeah. And that's why I got it, because it made me think of being back at Cafe mm-hmm. Du Monde. Like, it's quintessential mm-hmm. New Orleans. The beignets are, they're fresh, they're flaky. They're, I, I like the fact that they're a little dense as well. They are definitely dense, but you know what? They do. Mm-hmm. They bring it right back to sitting in that oh. cafe with that chicory coffee. And by the way, they do have chicory coffee mm-hmm. that they sell here too, that you can have with your beignets. Mm. Like me, those beignets are light and fluffy. Mm. I was going to say delicious, but that would have made it weird. And so, <laughs> And I think this came in at six ninety nine somewhere. Six, yeah. You get... Which is pretty good because it's almost the same price as just ordering three beignets. Yeah. So no, let's get that. Six beignets. Six beignets, six beignets. okay. Uh, Marin, you, again, not waiting for the rest of the, the group. It was you, so worth it. you dug right into the praline pecan oh, Mickey shaped oh, pot. It's so good. It is amazing. I, oh my God. Absolutely. It's like pure maple oh. sugar mm-hmm. with little pecan chunks in it and it's so good and I want to eat it every day and I love it so much <laughs> yeah I know why you like that because that it's is it is pure sugar with, with pecans maple, and probably, maple flavor I love it, it is it does have that maple but it's a um, it's not like a dense cake it's a almost like a crumbly it's like a candy it's a candy it is, it is almost like candy it's like that maple candy you get from Canada right that I absolutely love. It's like my favorite candy. But I do love that sweetness of the, the pralines mm-hmm. and the, the crunchiness of the pecans. Mm-hmm. That, in the morning, wait a minute. Okay, that, something like that in the morning with a little cup of coffee mm-hmm. before you make it out to the parks, mm-hmm. you load up on the caffeine and sugar and you are good to go. You are good to go. Last, certainly not least, again, when you think New Orleans, you think Mardi Gras, I think king cake. Actually, I think Cajun Kringle from Haydell's Bakery, mm. which is probably one of my, if not my favorite dessert. Anyway, the first time somebody sent me one in the mail, you know I ate the whole one by myself and I didn't share. I ordered a second one so you guys wouldn't so think, so I could let you try it. 
And that was like a family size one. This is like a small little bun cake. I don't think there's a baby in any one of these. I hope not, because I probably ate it. <laughs> so, um, give me your thoughts on the king cakes. You know, it almost has like a cinnamon in yeah, it. It's almost like, it's a, almost like a cinnamon roll uh-huh. with like king cake colors. Which I say that's what it looks like. You sort of you, you sort of um, did a cross section of it. It does. It looks like a cinnamon roll with the king cake sugar on top. Yeah. And I'm not complaining. It's very good. It's very, um, it's, it's, it is pretty light and airy, pretty flaky. The, <laughs> like you. Haha. <laughs> that's funny. Um, oh, come on. That's kind of funny. And then they have a lot of frosting on it with um, the, a lot of sprinkles. So it balances out. No, why, no reason why you like it. It was good. It was like a, a cinnamon bun mm-hmm. with, with icing. It's definitely on the sweeter side. Mm-hmm. I think of all... I love the praline so much. It's my favorite thing. I love the praline. I would buy 10 of them. Mm-hmm. I think the praline. The, the praline is your favorite. Nicholas, which is your favorite dessert? The beignets. You look like you're ready for a nap. You look like you're ready to fall asleep. It's my boy. I'm so proud of you. That's the way it's supposed to feel. Mm-hmm. Um, again, not being the sweet guy, I you know, the warm beignets with a little bit of powdered sugar, that mm-hmm. coffee ice cream. Like, I could sit out here... I would actually go back inside. Oh, look at that guy eating that cheesesteak sandwich. It looks so good. I would actually go inside and get a cup of coffee, sit out here. Look, the street lights just came on. It's, it's a beautiful, picture-perfect night out here. Inside, people are already lining up at, outside of Scat Couch Lounge for the Jazz Trio, which, when we went to New Orleans, was one of my favorite memories was sitting in the lobby bar with that jazz trio. You guys were doing your running thing. We just had such a lovely time, and that's what this reminds me of. It's that um, uh, that romantic, um, uh, historical sense that you get from New Orleans and that French Quarter, and obviously here at this French Quarter. So, all right, so I want you to each make for me your perfect... Sassagula Float Works and Food Factory meal for lunch or dinner. All right. First, I would have a nice bowl of gumbo with, like, a nice water or tea or a coffee. And then when I'm done with that, I would go back up and get the beignets Sunday and eat that. Wow. Okay. So gumbo and beignets. Gumbo and beignets Sunday for you. All right. Marion? Um, well, I would probably do the, hmm, maybe the chicken biscuit without the voodoo sauce, because that was the only thing that made it spicy, and then I would go back and get five pecan pralines and eat them all myself. (laughs) Mine was the rice bowl with the catfish and the praline as a dessert. Would it be wrong for me to get... A cup of the gumbo and jambalaya, and then share with somebody the beignets with coffee ice cream. That sounds like the perfect dinner date. Using using my tables in Wonderland card again. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, Sasagula, I, I think I would say is two for two in terms of again the four sixty six. We came here for breakfast. Mm-hmm. We're very surprised with the similar types of things, not just the quantity of food, but the variety and the quality of food as well. 
I absolutely feel that way. Again, is this a place that you would make, again, as, as a local or if you were a visitor, would you either make a trip here as a local or would you make a trip here if you were visiting Walt Disney World and not staying at the resor- at this resort? So also the atmosphere here around where the um, resort is, it, it it brings you back to like downtown in the French Quarter. So the, the, the um, architecture of the buildings, the scenery... So when you walk around like the pool area, the way they have the buildings, it's amazing. It's beautiful. I would definitely come here and stay here or just come as a local and eat here. Yeah, this is one of, if not my favorite, moderate resort. It's the smallest of all the resorts. I love the pool. Again, you know, one of the things that when I used to visit here from New Jersey, I said was a potential drawback of... French Quarter was that they didn't have a sit-down restaurant. They didn't have a table service restaurant. And before they did the update, which obviously it needed, I thought that the quality of the food here was not one that I would certainly come to or certainly come back for. I think that very much has flipped since they made the change about a year or so ago. This is a resort that I think, like Riverside, you can make a special trip out to. You can go and eat at Boat Rights there, or you can eat at Riverside Mill, which we almost went to tonight to review. We'll have to go back and do Riverside Mill. You can go eat there and then stay for Yeehaw Bob. And I think here it's the same thing. You can come here, you can wander around, you can eat, and then go out and either go to Scat Cats or sit outside Scat Cats. You know, you don't need to go inside the lounge itself and listen to you know, the nightly jazz music. I'm sure you can sit out here and hear the jazz yeah. music just as, you know, and it sounds just as fabulous in there. So. And because it's small, it's not crowded. Like there's, you know, we were here at the prime of dinner time. Uh, it's spring break. It's not crowded. Even inside, you know, Yeehaw Bob draws a crowd every single, it's like it's the first time he's performing. There's not a huge crowd here. So it's definitely a little bit more of a quieter, more relaxed laid-back atmosphere, which I absolutely dig. So, uh, French Quarter, I loved you before. I love you even more now. And uh, did, you guys, did you guys notice inside the little nods to Princess and the Frog throughout yes. Sasegola? I love that. Uh, Princess and the Frog is one of my favorite Disney movies. Again, I think it's not only beautifully drawn and executed, but I absolutely love, love, love the music there. And like the song says, I think Port Orleans, French Quarter, and Tascagoula takes me down and back to New Orleans. And it's definitely worth the trip. So Marion, Deanna, Nicholas, and you, my friend, our friend, the listener who's sitting at this wonderful table outside at French Quarter. Thank you so much for joining us. Let me know if you've tried Sasagula Float Works and Food Factory for lunch, dinner, and or breakfast. And if so, what do you think? Go to www.radio.com slash community. That's our box people group. We can continue the conversation there. You can also tweet me, Facebook me. I am at Lou Mangello, or better yet, call the voicemail at 407-900-9391, either with your thoughts, with your review, or from Port Orleans French Quarter. And I hope to see you down in New Orleans once again. Adios. Au revoir. Au revoir is probably a little bit closer than adios. <laughs> Gracias. Favorite song, favorite song from Princess and the Frog, go. Aloha. I don't know. <laughs> favorite song from Princess and the Frog? Uh, uh, the Mama Odie one. Yeah. How's that go again? I have no idea. Well, I have an idea, I'm just not going <laughs> to sing it. <laughs> go ahead and sing it. Exactly. <laughs> See ya. Wait.
I have one more thing to say. Goodbye in French is Ayu Vivorian. Au revoir. Au revoir. Close enough. Favorite character from Princess and the Frog? Ah, uh, the frog. Louis the Alligator. He's a nice guy. I like him. And like Louis the Alligator, I also played the trumpet. Goodness. <laughs> you know what? We go home. I'm going to find the trumpet in the garage. I'll serenade you guys. I know exactly. So do I. Herb, Al- Herb Alpert's Rise. It was my jam back in the day. It was. When the Saints go marching in. Nothing. I'll play it. That doesn't sound too bad. A redhead on my left arm. A brunette on my right. A blonde or two to hold the candles. And that seems just about right. Hey, Lewis. Life is short when you're done, you're done We're on this earth to have some fun And that's the way things are When I'm human It's time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or I'll see how well you pay attention to the details Sometimes in what you see, maybe in what you hear, sometimes in what you eat. You can tell I'm always hungry. If you think you know the answer, you can enter via our online form for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Of course, before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week we were talking all about the Muppets, my interview with Dave Goals a couple of weeks ago, and really things like the Muppets that brought me back to my childhood, including my ongoing love for video games, not that I have as much time to play as I did when I used to go to Woodbridge Center Mall in Route 1 and play for hours on end in Spaceport. I didn't date very much in case you couldn't tell. But anyway, Walt Disney World, believe it or not, it's a little quick trip down memory lane. Walt Disney World still, thankfully, has a lot of great arcades, although Penny Arcade on Main Street USA, may you rest in peace. I miss you so very much. And your question last week was to tell me, what is the name of the arcade at Disney's Art of Animation Resort. Again, thanks to the more than a thousand of you that entered, got this one correct, and sometimes got creative and or shared photos of you playing video games from the 80s. I dig the uh, outfits. I still have some of them in my closet. But anyway, uh, the answer to last week's question is, of course, the Pixel Play Arcade. Again, that very sort of retro name, retro feel. And I took all of the correct entries, randomly selected one. And again, you were playing for my 102 ways to save money for an at Walt Disney World book. All seven of my virtual audio walking tours of the Magic Kingdom, all of which, by the way, still on sale for just $10 at the WW Radio shop. A WW Radio Magic Band cover, some stickers, a pop socket uh, for your phone. And I'm going to randomly select a shirt from the WW Radio shirt store over at www.radio.com slash shirts. It could be a WW Radio logo shirt. It could be a Disney shirt, Marvel, Star Wars. There is a ton of them in there. I'd love for you to go check them out again. Go to www.radio.com slash shirts to order yours. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is Frank Peterman. So, Frank, congratulations. You use the online form. I have not only your shirt size, but your address, so I will get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So I'm going to keep this one pretty simple-ish and straightforward, because I want you to try and think and remember, or you can do the Google if you have to, where in Walt Disney World 
have you heard, or maybe can you hear, this phrase? Here in the realm of eternal darkness, nature has provided her creatures with their own eerie luminescence. That's it. Tell me where in Walt Disney World you can or could have heard that phrase. Go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, use the online form there to not only submit your answer, but your shipping address and your shirt size because you're playing for the exact same prize package as you did last week, including one of the shirts from the store. So you have until Sunday, April 1st, to get your entries in. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you again for tuning in this and every week. I would love for you to be part of the continuing conversation. More importantly, the community that we have over on Facebook. Please go to www.radio.com slash community. Be part of the family over on Facebook. Also like our page at facebook.com slash radio and turn on notifications so you don't miss any new content, including podcasts, blogs, and live video. I go live every Wednesday night. Would love for you to be part of of the show again at 7.30 p.m. Eastern every Wednesday night at facebook.com slash Radio. You can also connect with me on social. I am at Lou Mangiello on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. I'd love to hear from you. If you have a question you want me to answer on the show, email me, lou at www.radio.com or call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. Be heard on the air. Speaking of family, I want to thank some of the longtime members and welcome some of the new members of the WDW Radio Nation family, including some day one, February 2015 members like David Potts, Martin Shergold from the UK, Gary Abels, Zach Hoover, David McIntosh, Barbie Schurz, and Michael Kell. I sincerely appreciate each and every one of you. And if you want to find out how you can really help the show and also get exclusive rewards every month, I write and send out a new scavenger hunt every month. We also have a, have a private Facebook group, personalized magic band covers, logo gear, T-shirts. I send out monthly care packages from Walt Disney World. We also do a monthly exclusive live video group call. We're all on a call together. Again, to find out more, visit www.radio.com support. And please don't forget that a portion of your contributions will go to our Dream Team project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. And of course, as always, as much as I love connecting with you online, I still believe that nothing beats a handshake and a hug. It's why I continue to do monthly meetups in Walt Disney World as well as special events. We have our Alaska cruise and a few other events I'm working on for later this year and the next couple of years, as a matter of fact. But our next meet of the month in Walt Disney World is going to be Saturday, April 21st. If you are a runner or play one on TV, you know that that's the Run Disney Dark Side weekend, so I figured we had to make it somewhat Star Wars related. We're going to meet and eat from 1.30 to 3 p.m. again Saturday, April 21st at the Backlot Express, which is right next to Star Tours at Disney's Hollywood Studios. We can meet, eat, handshakes and a hug, maybe even take a group ride on Star Tours. We'll sort of play it by ear. Again, to find out more to RSVP, it's always, always free and open to everybody, whether you come alone Bring the whole family. It is, of course, kid-friendly as well. Please visit the events page over at facebook.com slash WW Radio. If you are running that weekend, 
I am not, but I will be out on the sidelines cheering you on whether you're running the 5K, the 10K, and or the half. And if you are not a member of the WDW Radio running team and would like to, it doesn't matter if you walk, run, walk, jog, are trying to win the race or just get to the starting line, or even if you want to just come cheer, you can join the team by going to wdwradio.com slash running. Of course, I also do other meetups and events on the road. To find out how I can speak to your conference, to your event, or to your school, you can visit lumangelo.com. And I would love to help you turn whatever that thing is that you love into that thing that you do. So if you have a blog, a podcast, a video show, a website, or even just an idea, that there's a way that I can help you turn that passion into your profession, go to lumangelo.com. There you can find out about some mentoring, some group coaching, maybe working with you one-on-one. And also, I have two events coming up in Walt Disney World I currently only have one out of 10 spots left from, for my Momentum Weekend Retreat in Walt Disney World, June 1st through the 3rd. But my Momentum Weekend Workshop is a two-day event, October 6th and 7th, with an optional Mastermind Day on Tuesday, limited to just 50 people. This is a way to sort of come together in an intimate setting to learn and share and discuss and troubleshoot and make real changes to your life and business. To find out more, visit lumangelo.com slash momentum. Early bird tickets are on sale, but in April, the ticket prices will go up again. lumangelo.com slash momentum. Thanks as always to Becky Mankin, my official recommended travel provider. It's who I recommend because it's who I love and it's because it's who I use and trust personally. So whether you're coming to Walt Disney World, and hopefully you are soon, or you're going out to Disneyland, Adventures by Disney, a cruise, or anywhere on the planet, visit mousefantravel.com for the best possible price. All available discounts, but most importantly, for the incredible level of service that they provide. Then go to celebrationspress.com and order or subscribe to Celebrations Magazine. As always, my friend, and you are my friend, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is just do one thing for me. If you like the show, and I hope that you do, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tell your friends, whether it's on Twitter or sharing a link on Facebook, and if you can, take 30 seconds to rate and review the show over on iTunes. It would be incredibly helpful. I want to thank some recent reviewers like Amy Cope, who says, I'm living vicariously through Lou. I've been a longtime listener and I've shared this podcast with too many people to count. That's awesome. Thank you. The podcast is the way that I can keep my pulse on what's going on at my home away from home. As an Orlando native that's lived far away for too many years, the podcast is what keeps me sane in between visits about every other year. I've been to Disney too many times to count. My family has always worked for the company literally since day one which is awesome, in a big range of roles, but I always learn something new from the podcast. I have all kinds of things to look forward to on my next trip, like Pandora and Geyser Point. TH Florida says, I came for the content, I stayed for the community. I love that. I found the WW Radio podcast for my love of Disney. I've been a lifelong fan since my first visit to the world in 1976. I built a house and moved my family to celebration in and lived there from 2004 to 2009, all the way from Boston. I was interested in the content and the topics, which are fantastic. However, I became addicted because of the incredible passion of the community and the infectious, positive Disney vibes of the stellar host, Lou Munch. Wow, thank you. Very worthwhile, very interesting, excellent topic and subject matter. Go, Lou. And... 
Spartan D920 says, Lou sent me. I have loved listening to Lou. His amiable style makes him great to listen to, and he's insanely knowledgeable about all things Disney. Wow, thank you. Uh, but listen, I agree. And first of all, I appreciate every single one of you that left a review, but you're right. And this is about community, and it's not the community that I created. It's the community. Look, I just built the clubhouse. You are the ones that populate it. That's why I invite you to be part of of the group over on Facebook. Go to www.radio.com slash community and invite you to invite your friends to be part of this clubhouse, be part of really this extended family that I consider you to be a part of. And to that point, I I was overwhelmed this week. And just a quick story, and I I was sitting at my desk like I am right now working on the show and and I pulled up the voicemails to insert at the end. Because every week I listen to every single word of every single voicemail that comes in. And this week I thought something was wrong, like very wrong, because my voicemail box was flooded with messages, like far more than I have ever seen in the past 13 years of podcasting. I saw the number and I started to panic. And I was like, what did I, Mangello? what did you do? Because I must have said or done something really bad. And here's the barrage of audio hate mail. I was wrong. Instead, I've been sitting here. I am okay to admit, literally crying with my head in my hands. Why? Because of the stories that you guys have been sharing with me via voicemail, um, including ones that I'm going to play right after this, but some that weren't meant for the show that were that you indicated were just meant for my own ears. And they're everything of stories of long forgotten memories and make a wish dreams that have been fulfilled and children and parents and love and friendship and loss and joy and pain and personal triumph. And I am speechless as I listen to the stories and the kind words and the sentiments, not just about Disney and this place that many of us consider home, but this relationship that you and I have. Um, I, I love this medium because I believe it is so incredibly intimate because unlike a blog where you can't hear the laughter, the passion, the emotion. I think that this is so much more personal and so much intimate. And I appreciate you not just taking the time to listen, but to tweet me or to Facebook me or message me. And to every one of you that called the voicemail, I will eventually, I will promise in the next few weeks, I will play all of those voicemails that you guys, you know, gave me permission to play on the show because it really is a testament to you. And again, you know, I, I just sort of built up the walls of the clubhouse, but you are the ones that come together. And I think the reason why we have something different and something unique and something special, it's not because I don't care about the numbers of people that are there. I care about the people that are there. I care about you. And I think that you become magnets for the kind of people that you want to attract. And that's why we get along so well in the box people group when we do meet to the month, when we go on group cruises together or just run into each other in the parks. And I am humbled and grateful and in ways that I cannot express um, to you and for you for not just listening, but for being my friend, for being part of this extended family and creating this very, very special community that you have built So be very proud of this thing that you have accomplished and this thing that you are such an important and special part of. I love and appreciate you, and I don't use that love word lightly. 
I really do hope that this is your best week ever. I hope to see and give you a handshake and a hug so I can look you in the eyes and say thank you one day, whether it's in Walt Disney World, on a cruise, as you're running by during Star Wars, you know, Dark Side Weekend, whenever and whenever it is, um, because I want to find a way to say thank you to you. So I do hope this is your best week ever. So until next time, see ya. Hey, Lou. This is Kate Wallace from New Jersey. Um, I'm a fairly new listener, and I just have to say I love the podcast. Um, It makes me smile every day that I go to work and come home from work. I look forward to the ride, and I just listen to the emotions that we get in Walt Disney World, and um, I've been going there my entire life with my family, and now I have a daughter of my own, and just walking down Main Street um, brings that teary-eyed emotion pretty much every time, especially around Christmas time, even though I've never actually gone in December, seeing the lit-up castle in November, and hearing the Christmas music um, just brings out the emotion. Um, there's plenty of other moments that do that as well. Uh, the first time my daughter saw characters that she wanted to see when she was three, um, Bippity Bobbity Boutique, as you mentioned, and the first time she went on the teacups, I mean, she was just so happy with that natural laughter. Um, I completely understand what you're talking about. Um, your show is very relatable, and um, it's really great. So keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hi, Lou. It's Terry Stinson Doherty. And I just wanted to say one of the many things that make me emotional, as I think you know they all do, everything within that 42, 44, whatever it is now, square mile radius, um, is not Illuminations itself, but waiting for Illuminations in my favorite spot, listening to Illuminations pre-show music and people watching. I'm sitting there by myself, even when my family is with me, and they're off doing... World Showcase shopping, and I'm just saving that spot in Italy, unless it's being taken by some dessert party. I have a very bad look on my face right now. But anyway, um, just sitting and people watching just is the greatest joy, and I am not going to cry while I tell you these things. I'm just telling you that that is what brings me joy, and I know that's kind of strange and unique. Um, in every chip, when I first lay eyes on Spaceship Earth, I'm like, hey, I really am. Anyway, so that's mine. That's all. And I am not crying. And have a wonderful day. And this said in my best, best northern accent. Y'all have a great day. Bye. Hey, Lou. It's Christine Morrison from Flowertown, PA. Hope everybody's doing good. Um, we're about to get more snow today, hmm. and tomorrow, hmm. Um, I thought it was spring, but not sure about that. Anyway, I'm listening to your latest podcast with little Tiffany Foster about emotions in Disney World, and a few things sprung to my mind. Um, one of my absolute favorite things that I'll never forget, um, if you're at the Pixar live show where they have the orchestra, um, playing music and then showing the clips and that's at the 
Beauty and the Beast Theater. Uh, we went and it was amazing. And at the end of the show, or near the end, they look over to my 15-year-old boy. You know, they don't like to show emotion at that age. Everything's cool. You know, they have to be cool. Um, he's crying crying and he looks at me like uh oh you caught me so I put my hand on his knee and I was like I gotcha no worries um but he's crying over this show it elicited that much emotion out of a 15 year old boy um which I thought was amazing and then like you were saying we get off flight of passage there's like seven or eight of us and we all looked at each other like we couldn't even speak we all had the same exact emotional response of awe and gasp and really it just I can't even talk right now it took us all a few minutes to kind of wrap our minds around what we had just done um, but we all loved it and then back in 2012 you're talking about getting on the bus to go back to the airport um, we stayed at Art of Animation and I get on the bus and I'm you know an adult and I look at Art of Animation as we're driving away and I seriously had tears in my eyes and I did not want to go home. Um, I could stay in Disney World forever. So have a wonderful week. I just wanted to let you know some emotional uh, memories that I have of Disney World. So have a great week. I'll see you guys tomorrow night in the box. Take care, everybody. Bye. Lou Mangello, this is Jason Elkins from Andersonville, Tennessee. Uh, just listened to the uh, emotion-themed uh, podcast and had been wanting to call in forever. Been a long-time listener and uh, just hadn't really found the right moment to do so, but uh, uh, that triggered something in me that uh, I started thinking back to uh, some trips that uh, my family had taken. And uh, the first trip we had taken as a family uh, was in 2015, my wife and my daughter and I, uh, she was about two and a half, three at the time. And, uh, when we were standing outside the Magic Kingdom for the first time, I was, uh, I had her up there on my shoulders and, uh, I could see the, uh, the look in her eye, the smile on her face was the same one that, uh, I'd had probably, I think the first time I'd went was in 1982 with my family and that just I mean that moment meant the world to me that I was able to take her uh, to a place that meant so much to me as a kid and then kind of fast forward a little bit the next trip we took uh, was in 2017 and we had added uh, another daughter and we went to uh, we took them to Bippity Boppity Boutique and uh, they got dolled up there, and then we went to uh, Cinderella's Castle and had dinner, which uh, was amazing. Watched the fireworks from a window seat. Uh, that trip could never be duplicated. I, if I have, uh, if that had been the last time we would have went, that would have been absolutely perfect. Uh, but we have been fortunate enough to go back since, and that'll be a trip that we that we're chasing. I mean, there was everything on that trip was it just went seamlessly. It's unbelievable. But uh, thanks for all that you do, and uh, really appreciate uh, the podcast and the information that you pass along and share with everyone. And uh, you really keep the enthusiasm uh, for Disney alive. Hi, I was calling to um, share my thoughts in response to what is the most uh, emotional moment or memory in Walt Disney World. For me, um, 
every I mean, every time I go, I will uh, cry, you know, when I leave, like, oh, my gosh, I'm leaving. But I think the most emotional experience I had, and this goes to the idea that there are some things at Disney World that money can't buy. I was uh, waiting in line to talk to one of the Disney princesses. Um, no, no, it, uh, I was waiting in line to see the Disney princesses, and I saw Aurora, I saw Rapunzel, and then I got to Cinderella, and I was wearing a necklace, and she said, oh, what a beautiful necklace. My fairy godmother would love it. And I said, uh, well, I actually wear it as a memento for someone who passed away. And she became very somber and said, I'm so sorry. And I said, no, no, it's okay. Um, she was very uh, old when she passed. She was actually 89 years old. She lived a long and wonderful life. And she was just full of uh, happiness and life and inspiration in uh, in my life. And she looked at me and said, she was your fairy godmother. And I I just grabbed her and I hugged her and um, the tears just started to come. And there there are some moments that either that a castmate can generate or a character that will never you'll never be able to put it into words. It's just one of the most incredible places in the world. And I uh I decided to share my um my experience there. So thanks so much and keep doing awesome work with the show. Hey Lou, this is Michelle from Massachusetts. This is my first time calling in. I just wanted to tell you um an experience that makes me a little emotional at Walt Disney World. I'm sure there are many things that make people emotional, but one of them for me is the boat horns on the Seven Seas Lagoon in Bay Lake. We used to stay at Fort Wilderness um, growing up every year as a child. And so the boats were our main source of transportation. So when I hear that horn, it gets me excited because when I was little, it meant that we were going somewhere fun. We were either going to go explore the resorts or go to the Magic Kingdom, and it meant that the boat was almost here and that it was close. So every time I hear that boat horn still to this day, it's still really makes me happy and gets me excited, and it's just kind of a soothing sound to me, oddly enough. But um, I just wanted to tell you about that. Have a magical day. Hello, Lou Mangello. It's Darlene Nagy from West Seneca, New York, calling in to say that you guys are, like, three months away, 90 days, until your cruise to Alaska and that big wedding for Beatrice and Dennis. Yay! Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited for her. Um, and we have, oh, my goodness, almost two months, I can start booking my fast passes for my day trip, and then I have 193 days until I'm back in Florida with and going to Disney with Stuart and Michelle and Keith. We're going to have such a great time. Can't wait to see everybody. Love, hugs, and happy St. Christmas Day. You've got a friend. 